What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We'll be interviewing Auntie Heidi this week from MPW. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. Give us a five-star rating or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? So, this is a bit of a kind of cross promotion-esque uh, news story that I wanted to talk about. So Tyson Fury, for the boxing fans out there, he successfully retained his WBC heavyweight title uh, recently, and he said in a press conference after his match that he is open and wants to come back to WWE. Um, he he also mentioned that his his match for his heavyweight title is presumably his last that's the speculation so maybe this is his next career choice of sorts i know he had the one match with stroman at uh what was it crown jewel a few years ago you don't sound thrilled no i'm not excited <laughs> but for nothing against tyson, the guy but yeah but tyson fury wants to come back to wwe and he even mentioned SummerSlam being like a target date um to come back to wwe so um yeah so we'll see what happens there I just don't care about it at all. We can believe on. So yeah, uh, I I'm nothing against the guy. He's a really good boxer. Um, he's just overall really good. But mm-hmm. didn't he win that today? Wasn't it today? Just a couple hours ago they won. Yep. But um, yeah, that's that's fast news, though. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's been reported to come back for a while. I, him and Drew want to wrestle probably somewhere around then. So I I, I don't know when that's going to happen. Well, I just. Remember, know, Kyle, they, they did announce recently, WWE did, that they're going to put together a stadium show in the UK, yeah. um, I believe, in September. It's August yep. or September. Fury and McIntyre in the UK would make sense. No, it would make a lot of sense. I'm, yeah. I'm just not very excited for it, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever they want to do with celebrities. So, um, Drew's great, so I'll probably make it good anyway. So, yep. But that's what I have to uh, say about that. Anyway, Dylan, it was reported by WrestlingINC.com and by himself that Jack Evans is not going to be re-signed with AEW and will become a free agent. This is a guy that has been all over the world for many years performing at a very high level, showing off his elite Lucha style. His stuff at Lucha Underground with Mundo and Black were some of my favorite moments throughout this show's history. This is a guy I've supported for a while, even back in his PWG days. I do understand, I think he just turned 40 years old. He had a few noticeable botches in AEW, but they just they just didn't use him. And they deserved to lose him because they just said, nah, just go sit in catering. So <laughs> as a free agent, if he does want to keep wrestling, which is a big if, I think it's very obvious he's on his way to MLW. Uh, Dario, who is, you know, the lead guy for Lucha Underground, um, you know, the GM there, he, he sees her Duran in MLW. Now he's very familiar with those guys. It, it's just the perfect fit for him. They could use them. Um, they don't have to use them every week, but just at you know, at the big events. So Jack Evans to MLW, I think is perfect, but AEW just didn't use them. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and like you said, I mean, there's a lot of guys on AEW's roster that I, I could see going a, a similar path as far as 
just simply choosing not to re-sign because they're just not doing anything. Yeah. Um, as far as him going MLW, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. Um, I don't really have much to add other than AEW, uh, again, drops the ball on a, on a nice, you know, young talent that they could have utilized for bigger and better. But, you know, with all the big names that they have, someone's going to bound to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that when, when you hear things in WWE about guys and girls getting lost in the shuffle, unfortunately, lately, it's been a lot of big names. But a lot of times in the past, it wasn't anyone worthwhile. And I mean that with respect. Well, with AEW, it's some of the most talented people on the planet. Because they yeah. just they they signed anyone they could, anyone who had buzz, and and now they're just like yeah. like you said, they don't even appear. So no. it's, yeah, they it's unfortunate. Even, they don't even appear because all of the big names have taken every single spot. Mm-hmm. So the people who started when the show debuted, they're at the bottom or out of the company just because right. they don't have the spot for them anywhere. It's unfortunate. Um, but all the best to Jack Evans. He has supported the show a couple yeah. times on social media. So uh, four years mean, old, but. He's got yeah. some good stuff in him. And I mean, the, the, the big names are big names for a reason. Of course, Danielson and, and Punk and Jericho and, and Cole, like, of course, they're going to steal all the screen time. I hate to say it, but they're worthy of it. Not to say that Evans isn't, but it's just, it's, it's just what happens. He um, actually, in our home state two years ago, Evans faced Omega in a really, really good match, but it's just. You know, they just didn't use them, and uh, I hope and and Helico is does not uh, have the same fate as Jack Evans. But mm-hmm. um, AEW this week, uh, we will start with Rampage. Adam Cole defeated tomorrow Tom Tomohiro. I don't <laughs> even know why I couldn't say that. Ishii to qualify for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, and in the main event of that show, Jay Cargill beat Marina Shafir to retain her TBS title and become 30-0 in AEW. Good, not great contest. Uh, Ishii Cole was definitely the best match of the night. Probably the only bright spot of the night. Some people like the Kingston-Garcia um, match. I-, I thought it was okay. I think they could have done better. But um, we're going to go into Dynamite, which had all the odds. CM Punk. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> CM Punk defeated Dustin Rhodes. In singles action. I did like how Punk worked the leg throughout most of this match. I just thought it went way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, after the match, it uh, looked like him and Page came out. Then they're planting a seed. CM Punk versus Hangman Page. I think it's very obvious that CM Punk is going to become the AEW champion, which we'll get um, a little bit more into later at Double or Nothing. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly beat Jungle Boy to advance in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, which has been the most boring booking ever. They have not taken one risk with these qualifying matches. Every favorite has won. There has Mm -hmm. not been one younger star to, you know, so they can elevate. Nope. All of the favorites have won, and I, I don't care who wins at this point. Darby Allen defeated Andretti El Idolo in a very entertaining coffin match to close the show. However, the big announcement that got all the headlines was that New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW are doing an interpromotional show called Forbidden Door June 26th. Everyone on the internet is going crazy. You know, they're saying their dream matches. And here's why 
I'm not on board with this. So mm. the matches will be great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, you know, Sabre Juniors and Danielson, all those guys. But it does nothing for the young or mid-card guys needing to get a shine. Like I said, it's going to be Okada, Osprey, Punk, Danielson. They're going to take up all the spots. So mm-hmm. it, it can't be a nine-hour show so they can get everyone on. They're probably going to have seven, eight matches with the big guns. So it's not going to have any time for a guy like maybe Master Watto versus Starks. You know, that could be huge for those guys. They're not going to do that because they got to get Osprey versus Page, Okada versus Punk maybe, Kenta versus whoever. So it's, it's just going to be a dream match event. It's not going to have any long-term effect at all because it's not going to be – it's not going to elevate anybody. It's just going to be what we already know of these guys being really good pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from from that angle. As a fan of professional ra- – uh, excuse me, I can't talk tonight. As a fan of professional wrestling, um, dream matches are fun, and it's going to be a fun night of wrestling. There's no doubting that. The matches are going to be great. I see where you're coming from, though, where there's going to be no – there's no long-term stir- story coming out of this pay-per-view. Like, no. we're going to get – I think Kenta's going to face Punk just because of the, the whole GTS versus GTS thing. Um, but, I mean, it's it's like like you said, dream match after dream match after dream match. Next day, what happens? Well, they go back to their respective companies, and it is what it is. It's going to be a fun night, though. As far as – dynamite this week i people are ranting and raving about how good punk and Rhodes was i could not get into it no you know, was, you know how much i love cm punk i didn't care for the match i thought it was slow at spots um it dragged in it it definitely dragged it was a fun like if you're if, if you're a fan of technical wrestling that's what it was there wasn't a lot of high spots you also got to remember dustin is i believe in his late forties, early fifties. I could be wrong. Um, and you know, punk is probably on the back nine of his career considering he, you know, whatever, but I just, I didn't care for that match as much as everyone else did. I thought O'Reilly and jungle boy was very entertaining, but also very predictable, which was unfortunate. Dude, they're doing the same, the same thing in this tournament. Every favorite has won in every single match. Why can't you stir it up? They're like they're booking them in a way that it's like, well, of course that person's winning. Yeah, like Joe beat who? Caster. He beat Caster, who has just been two minutes. Who is who has been turned into an enhancement talent for AEW? Yep. And like Baker defeated who? Uh, Exactly. Danielle Camilla or something like that. No, no knock on her, but like it's not like they did Baker Rosa winner moves on to the tournament kind of thing. Like they're, well, they're they, booking predictable things. They don't, they don't care about her. So why should we Mm-mm. care about her? You know what I mean? Right. Like she's really, really good. But the knock is they did not put her or any of those young talent in a position to succeed. No. And AW is terrible at that. They gave, they gave Max Caster Samoa Joe right after he signed an AEW contract. Of course, Samoa Joe's winning. Exactly. If they would have done like Max Caster against, uh, I don't know, Brock Anderson, to me, that's a little more compelling because it's like, oh shit, it's two guys who don't get a lot of shine. Who's moving on into the tournament? That would have been cool. Know what I mean? But now there's like, yeah, let's give him Samoa Joe and 
He'll win. And no, hey, no knock on Samoa Joe. No. I love him, but come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... This this tournament could literally be a way to set up a, a, a lesser known talent mm-hmm. like a Max Caster, like a Brock Anderson, like you know, even a Ricky Starks who's getting overshined week after week. But no, they're gonna probably have Joe win it or Cole win it, and Baker's gonna win the women's side yep. or or Tony Storm. And look, it'll I be, love all four of them, but it'll come be Baker. On. Yeah, it's just it's it's just too predictable. I hope Hater beats Storm next week. I really hope she does. I, she's not going to, but I really yeah. hope she does. Because again, that, hey, brand new signing, she's not losing. No, but uh, yeah, that's AEW is always good around this time going into pay per views. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like they're kind of limping into this one. They're they're just not doing a great job with the booking, um, and I just do not care about that Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Yeah. Uh, also, it's a great thing that they're doing, but I yeah. Just... Also, a news story did break, and I knew we were going to talk about the tournament. That's why I didn't make it my news story at the beginning. Uh, Bret Hart apparently quietly signed a deal with WWE that's going to keep him from appearing with AEW. Yep. Rumor has it he was supposed to be part of the. Uh, trophy presentation for the Owen Hart finals at double or nothing. That's clearly not going to happen, uh, which sucks. But hey, it's just another guy going to WWE. Well, apparently, like WWE signed him just so he didn't do it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Um, anyway, we're going to go into the WWE news with Dylan. Oh, mm. my goodness. Just. Just gloss through this. SmackDown was the worst show I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of points for SmackDown. Raw (laughs) was pretty entertaining in spots though. Okay. Uh, So we open with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Seth Rollins basically said, "Hey, you had an unfair advantage at WrestleMania." He said this for the last couple weeks. Um, You had an unfair advantage at WrestleMania. Let's see if you can do it. I'm gonna pick your opponent for you. You're not gonna know who it is until you're in the ring. That was the main event. So Seth Rollins handpicking Cody Rhodes' opponent to main event Raw. We'll get to that. Yep. Uh, we did get a full Rhea Ripley heel turn after her and Liv Morgan unsuccessfully challenged for the women's tag titles. She poor Liv. Beat, yeah, <laughs> poor Liv. She beat down Liv. Uh, Rhea Ripley beat down Liv Morgan. They'll probably have a one-off match at Backlash, and, and Rhea win. And Rhea will win. And then probably align herself with Edge because that's been the heavy rumor that she's going to be part of that stable. Yeah, Liv um, is in big, big trouble. And Liv is – I love her, but she's uh, – yeah, She's okay. done. Um, Kyle's favorite segment of wrestling this week, we had a very entertaining KO show. Oh, I love this. In man. which Ezekiel <laughs> was hooked up to a lie detector test. <laughs> And the mediator for the lie detector test was none other than Chad Gable. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and um, so he goes into asking baseline questions and Chad Gable's like, is the sky blue? And Ezekiel's like, yes, it's blue. He's telling the truth. Is today Monday? He wanted him to lie. <laughs> Ezekiel goes, no, today's not Monday. Owens cuts everyone off and goes, <laughs> See, he's a liar. I told you, he's a liar. <laughs> and then Chad's like, I know, I told him to lie. All right, carry on then. <laughs> and then Chad Gable loses it about Gable's thesis. Dude, this, this segment was gold. Everyone was on top of their game. 
Um, Elias, uh, uh, Ezekiel. Ooh, ooh, Sorry, yep, yep. Hey, younger my bad. brother. Hey, younger brother Ezekiel. <laughs> Dude, I watch him do like an old man gimmick where his name's like Eli or something. Anyway, that's his dad. Um, dude, everyone was on top of their game. Chad Gable has been a million bucks he for is months incredible, now. Man. Um, this did ultimately lead to a Ezekiel and Chad Gable match, which did end in disqualification after Should Otis have. came out and attacked Ezekiel. So Ezekiel does, does pick up the win via DQ. But um, I'm glad uh, Gable did not have to get pinned. Also, yeah. the chemistry that Owens and Gable have with each it's other. Great. Incredible. Great. Incredible. Yep. Um, this will ultimately lead to an Ezekiel-Kevin Owens match at Backlash, I would assume, in which Ezekiel will probably pick up the win over Kevin Owens. You know, I don't hate this feud. I don't hate it either because Kevin Owens can literally turn nothing into something. Like, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't yeah. Hate it. Um, anyway, the Street Profits defeated RK-Bro in a very entertaining match, and there's a lot of speculation they're going to be part of the unification match. The winner take all thing. No, why? I I don't see that happening. I don't see where that would fit. But them picking up a win against the Raw Tag Champions, eh, wheels are turning in some people's heads. (sighs) So Theory battled Finn Balor for the United States Championship. Oh, buddy. Go on. Theory is now the new United States Champion. Yep. Finn Balor's reign was a fucking waste. Um, he'll be was, getting a, uh, he'll, he's he, going to be getting a call soon. Yeah, he's going to be future endeavored very, very quickly. <laughs> and we're going to see him show up at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for that, by the way. But oh, that's yeah, what's going to happen. Um, th- Balor was just a placeholder to put this belt on Theory post-WrestleMania. Yep. Everyone kind of saw that coming. And Theory's going to be pushed to the moon. Look out for him come Money in the Bank time. Look out for him come next year's Royal Rumble. Like, I'm calling it now. He's going to be a major player um, around this time next year. Don't be shocked if he's competing for a bigger championship than the U.S. title. And finally, in the main event. But Finn's Cody... done. Yeah. yeah. Finn's <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, Finn, uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. Have fun at Forbidden Door like everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> in the main event, Cody Rhodes faced off against his surprise opponent, which was none other than Kevin Owens. This was a very entertaining match from start to finish. These two have good chemistry. Apparently they've wrestled at house shows and dark matches leading up to this. So the chemistry's there. Look look for this to be a good feud for Rhodes in the future. Uh, But the match ended via countout after (laughs) Kevin Owens was knocked out of the ring and Seth Rollins screams very audibly, get your fat ass back in the ring. Get your ass back in there. And Kevin Owens says, nah, you know what? I don't need to do this. And then walked away. And then they argued up the ramp. Cody Rhodes wins by countout. Very anticlimactic finish. But nonetheless, it, it was actually a very entertaining main event. And it gives Rhodes a win. So Gives, gives Rhodes an easy win. Still kind of protects Owens because he is about to put over Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, and then still teases at, you know, whenever Rollins does eventually turn face, which is the heavy rumor that he's going to have a proper feud with Kevin Owens, which has been heavily rumored for a while. And Kevin will probably lose that too. Yep. So, uh, Raw was actually pretty entertaining. In Up spots. and down. Hey, what Let's did go... you say anything about the, the wedding? 
So let's move on to SmackDown. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything the 24-7. No, dude, it, it's terrible. They yeah. they have to get rid of that. The that, only it, the only thing entertaining about that wedding segment was R-Truth officiating both parties. Yeah, dude. Because R-Truth's gold. That guy is... He is a trooper, man. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get SmackDown over with. Oh, so, my goodness. We had a contract signing for Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to make their I Quit match official. Put me to they, sleep. They hit each other very uh, limply with with a kendo stick. Charlotte Flair is one of the worst people I've ever seen swing a kendo stick. Like, Chloe hits harder with a cookie sheet than Charlotte Flair hits with a fucking kendo stick. It's It's embarrassing. Too late. I told him. She's sitting next to me. She's mad that I told you that. Anyway, uh, Drew Gulak got put in the arm bar by Ronda Rousey. So for <laughs> He's going to be week, getting the same phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck in your future endeavors, brother. Uh, so Gulak is getting punked out by both Flair and Rousey for back-to-back weeks. That's just his role. Uh, the only entertaining part about this segment, which it actually did fucking suck, was Drew Gulak. <laughs> explaining the rules of an I quit match via PowerPoint <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Gulak is great, man. He's great. Yeah, he's great at tapping out, too. Yeah, he's For great the at second getting week uh, the, the phone call from Big Bruce. But go on. Big Bruce. <laughs> we'll get to Bruce later in the show. Anyway. <laughs> Xavier Woods defeated butch by a roll-up and two two points about commentary first off michael cole tried to play up the fact that no one knows what butch is capable of in the ring like we didn't just fucking watch nxt for the last two years we know what that guy's capable of in the ring and his name is pete dunn motherfucker get it right and uh pat mcafee has a new nickname for butch it's now the rabid wildebeest because uh, remember the uh, the touchy thing that he, he said. Yeah, last why didn't week? you just say that again? Because uh, he doesn't <laughs> want to get that phone call from Big Bruce. Yeah, yeah, Big Bruce is gonna get them that phone call. So that uh, sounds terrible, man. Butch is now the rabid wildebeest. Comedy. And he loses every match. Yeah, the Bruiserweight was a much better nickname for him. Anyway, uh, Jay Uso defeated Riddle in a very entertaining singles match, and Sami Zayn managed to escape a lumberjack match through the crowd. Drew McIntyre winning by countout. Adam Pierce has now scheduled a steel cage match next week on SmackDown between the two. It's already been filmed too. Yep. Why did they? Why did they? Why did they save this for um, for Backlash? Well, apparently the end of next week's show is supposed to tell us more about that, which I'm not going. I won't spoil anything. I'll, I'll wait till they show it on TV. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll treat it like like normal. Yeah. But yep, yeah. And that is, is that WWE this week? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, man. SmackDown, Smackdown was atrocious. Was Outside of that Uso Riddle match, SmackDown, you, you could have skipped it and you wouldn't have missed anything. Nope. All right. So we're going to segue into the Indies with Kyle. So this week, I'm going to be highlighting DFW All Pro Wrestling and specifically their Texas Mania event. I included some banger matches. I won't banger. highlight the whole show, but I will talk about a lot of it. So, Killa Kate defeated Viva Van with an inverted armbar in singles action. Jessica James beat Danica Della Rouge 
with a roll-up pin. Very entertaining match, though, even though I wasn't a huge fan about the finish. Billy Starks beats Ray Chanel with a wicked German suplex into a pin. Starks is just absolutely incredible. Rachel Rose picked up a W over Hyen. In the final match, Lufisto faced Eliandra Lyon in what was a very slow, methodical match with many holds in and out of the ring. Eliandra was using the ropes to basically choke the life out of Lufisto. So many cool spots that looked really painful. In the end, Lufisto hits the torture rack bomb for the victory. Really fun night of action. It was just awesome. Uh, a lot of the top indies wrestlers today were involved. Really physical. It, it was just outstanding. My MVP, without a doubt, is Billy Starks. I love the way she sells. Her facial expressions are top notch. She is. She took a big kick. All right, so I'm, I'm going to try to explain this the best as possible. <laughs> so she was sitting on the apron. She took a massive kick. And she, she sold it like she just got shot or something. She sold it perfectly. Her charisma and confidence to get the crowd involved in her matches, super rare at her young age, just continues to be one of the faces of Indies Wrestling. Make sure to go check out DFW All Pro. They have some awesome stuff on their YouTube page. And then I think Tuttle Match um, on YouTube also has some of their stuff. So go check out DFW All Pro. And the MVP this week is Billy Starks. Awesome. Good stuff. Did you, uh, you, you mentioned Rachel Rose. Yes. Correct. She has wrestled, I believe for VWR. Yep. So, um, a little shout out to them as well. Uh, we'll be sure to tag both the promotion and the MVP this week. So you guys can give them a follow. Uh, we like to shine as many independent promotions and independent wrestlers as we can, Give them as much love as possible. Uh, So good stuff again this week. Be sure to check them out on their YouTube page, like Kyle said. So, Dylan, would you like to get into the This Day in History segment? Yes, sir. I've got a doozy for you. All right. All right. So April 24th is the day that we're highlighting, because that's the day this episode will air. Uh, So April 24th, 1989. Vader, going by the ring name Big Van Vader, Defeated Shinya Hashimoto <laughs> for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. Uh, Vader was a big presence in Japan before he made it to the States and, you know, WWF and WCW. Um, he was a big name in Japan. He had a great speech at the uh, Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Nikki Bella loved it. Anyway. <laughs> but, dude, hey. I, Vader was one of the best, man. He's incredible. Yes. Rest in peace. <sighs> April 24th, 1994, Ric Flair defeated Ricky Steamboat for the WCW Championship. I believe this said this took place on a Saturday show hmm. that WCW did back in the early 90s. I could be wrong there. Um, April 24th, 2000, Diamonds Dallas Page defeated Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage match for the WCW Championship. In 2001, Matt Hardy defeated Eddie Guerrero on an episode of SmackDown for the WWF European Championship. Mm. In 2009, Ring of Honor ran an event called A Cut Above in Dayton, Ohio, in which Jerry Lynn 
retained his Ring of Honor World Championship against Roderick Strong. Ooh. I'm sure that was a banger. Oh, yeah. Jerry Lynn's great, by the way. If you haven't watched some of his oh, Jerry stuff Lynn in is... ECW and some of his independent stuff God. from IWA, whoo, Jerry Lynn's great. Yeah. Uh, and in 2018, there was a series of Impact and Explosion tapings. That was their Ooh. show. Do they yep. still do Explosion? No, I don't believe so. I don't think so. Uh, so they ran a series of tapings, a match that did happen at those tapings, April 24th. Austin Aries defeated Pentagon Jr. for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. However, Kyle, that match did not air on television until May 31st. Wow. So that kind of gives you an idea of what Impact was doing, how how many episodes they would tape at once. Oh, yeah. The fact that a match happened and it didn't even air for for a month. So in the record books, Austin Aries did win the title on April 24th. However, it's not recognized by impact wrestling his reign, however, starting until May 31st. Cause that's when it actually aired. So I thought that was a really cool uh, tidbit of history. And finally, April 24th is also uh, the legendary Lou Thez's birthday. Wow. So shout mm. out to him. Mm. Lou Thez was a pioneer, man. You know, the Thez press that Austin yeah, did. Press. Yep. yep. And they, uh, who else did that? Triple H, I believe. Triple H did that. Lock, no, lock. no, no, no. Triple H did the uh, the Arn Anderson spine buster, the double A spine buster. Hmm. He might have done. He might have done it. That yeah, I, I, everyone does it. Yeah, everyone's done it at some point. In good stuff. Randy, Randy Orton does a good Thez press, by the way. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, I miss Roderick Strong. I I wish he was still in the old NXT. <laughs> and Vader's a man. I, he's just incredible. Yeah. And <laughs> Nikki Bella is just. <laughs> anyway um she'll never come on this show no nah, yeah no um and the other will dave Meltzer. anyway so <laughs> now i will get into my top five power ranking segment and without further ado let's get into it dylan you ready yes sir <laughs> all right number five goes to aew's all ego ethan page Great. it's not always about what you do in ring it's also what you do on the mic page was on fire this past week with his post battle of the belts promo promising Sammy there is revenge coming and his bit on dynamite pretty much solidifies. He is becoming babyface at some point, mm-hmm. but that, that promo that he hit backstage mm-hmm. um, with the rest of the top team was probably one of his top three best ever that he has done. His passion was there. There was a purpose for it. Absolutely incredible stuff from Ethan page to get number five spot this week. Number four, Impact Wrestling's team this week of Speedball Mike Bailey and Ace Austin. They faced off against Trey Miguel and Laredo Kid in tag action. Two of the very best, and it, they did not disappoint. And what was so special about this was the turn at the end with Speedball kicking Ace's head off and sticking it to the cocky heel after he teased a partnership for a couple of weeks. Uh, the crowd went absolutely ballistic for this. I thought that dynamic between the cocky heel and the baby face, you know what was going to turn on him. Usually it's the heel turning on the baby face. I'm glad they they switched it out. I thought it was beautifully done. Deserved a spot. Number three is OVW's Ryan Howe. He had to defend his OVW heavyweight title this week against Matt Vine. Really good match where Howe ends up retaining 
But this is a world champion that goes under the radar. He has a unique look and does some really good combinations in the ring. He did a really awesome hip toss into a perfect job kick in the match against Vine. Nothing easy for a big guy to do. Champion for about six months now, and he's been very impressive. Want to give him some love this week. Number three. Number two. AEW's Andrade El Idolo. After a real good main event with Darby Allen, even in a losing effort, Andrade just looks better than ever. He was relentless in this match, tossing Darby in steel steps and in the ring post multiple times. He just had he just had this edge to him this week. Darby said it best in his post-match tweet. Andrade went direction and motivated. He's just in a league of his own. He's phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he just sold for Darby, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But the number one spot goes to New Japan's Pro Wrestling's Yo! Y-O-H. In one of the biggest matches to date for him, he teamed with Okada and defeated Naito and Takahashi in tag action. Being in the stable called Chaos has done wonders for this guy and hope one day New Japan has the confidence to make him that big star that he should be. His singles matches with Sho which ruled tagging with Yoshihashi. He's done stuff with Tiger Mask, who I'm a big fan of. He's just done it all in every division. So keep an eye out for Yo. This guy is absolutely incredible. Brilliant at everything he does that he has done so far um, this year and just the previous years to get the top spot this week. So that's the top five. Awesome stuff. I absolutely loved that Andrade and Darby Allen kind of gave like a nice little like pay of respect to each other on uh, Twitter this week. Darby saying what you said, how, you know, when Andrade is motivated and at at the top of his game, there's no one better. And then Andrade basically said the same thing back. Um, Their main event was good. Um, I wish it would have went longer and that's just what happens on TV. But um, that was definitely a pay-per-view quality match that they easily could have done at a double or nothing if they really wanted to draw this feud out. But Still fun stuff and uh, a lot of good names on your list this week. I, I, I absolutely love the the power rankings that you're starting to do now. Um, give a shine to more names. Yeah. I, I bet you have never heard of Ryan Howe from OVW. Uh, no, I have not. I'm familiar with OVW, but no, I'm not familiar with him. But uh, he gets a shine this week like the, uh, the rest of the top five. So, uh, really good stuff from both the segments this week. So, Dylan, would you like to go in your dummy yeah moment of the week? Oh, boy, this is a doozy. So, we mentioned Big Bruce. Yeah. So, Bruce Pritchard was on a podcast this week. I cannot remember for the life of me the name of the podcast, and I apologize to them. It was not this one, by the way. No, no, it was not this one. Um, (laughs) Anyway. It was Nikki Bella's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was Nikki Bellas. Anyway, he um <clears throat> apparently back in 1999, Vince McMahon had the bright idea that he wanted to uh, close down a street in New York City. Uh, I believe he said Wall Street. I could be wrong. Um, and he wanted <laughs> the reason being is because he wanted The Rock. To wrestle a live bear. (laughs) (laughs) This was shot down immediately because apparently, (laughs) apparently, then US President Bill Clinton was giving a speech just a few streets over in New York 
and there would be a ton of security presence in the area, <laughs> and they did not think with the president of the United States being just a few straights over, it was a bright idea to have a <laughs> fucking live bear <laughs> running around New York. Um, Bruce did not mention what The Rock said, if he was interested or was down to do it or not, but the fact that Vince McMahon thought <laughs> one of he thought it was a bright idea to close down a street in New York and put one of his biggest stars of his company at the time in a ring. They were going to build a fucking wrestling ring and everything <laughs> in a wrestling ring against a fucking bear. That's awesome stuff. That's great stuff. And by the way, the bear probably would have lost via people's elbow because that's what happened in 1999 in WWE. Who? Rock just went over, brother. Who could wrestle a bear and it would be believable? Abe that? Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know. Chad <laughs> Gable. Br- <laughs> Chad Gable Chad would Gable. make that awesome. You know what? For real, though, fucking Braun Strowman probably could. Yeah, Braun. What about Brock? Oh, Brock. Brock, Brock <laughs> could beat a bear. Yes. Dude, Brock would Brock would go over. Brock would take that bear to Suplex City and then call it a bitch. Roman would hit one spear and the bear oh. would have to hit up the job out. Yeah. yeah. The bear would job out to Roman because Roman wins LOL. The bear's gonna do a uh... Brian Brian Cage could probably take on a fucking bear too. Brian Cage is my guy. Uh <sighs> The, the bear would have to do a springboard moonsault. <laughs> do you think the bear could hit uh, Cena's springboard stunner <laughs> on the rock? Do you think he'd do a little handstand? <laughs> he could do the worm like Scotty yeah. Tuhati. <laughs> he could do the spinneroony like Booker T. Yes. Dude, I just absolutely, this story made me laugh so hard. I love, <laughs> I wish I would have been in the room when Vince pitched that. All right. All right. All right. Hear me out. Rock. Let's have the rock against the bear. Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. And like the thing is, is I want to know who stood up and went, no, let's not have that. Let's have the rock wrestle Austin. We could do that in the middle of Times Square. No. I want him to wrestle a fucking bear. I bet Matt Hardy would do it. Hogan would do it. Hogan would do it, and then he'd get mad if the bear was supposed to win. <laughs> he would he, he would get mad that it was supposed to be a, a series of three matches, and then uh, say, "No, I want to wrestle one match, and I want to win." Jake Christman just hit it with a light tube, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's funny, funny the stuff. Best with the best bear. story I read in wrestling this week was that. So my <laughs> dummy yeah, moment of the week is not as good as Dylan, but. It goes to Zach Gowan. So oh, I know what this is, I think. Zach was only in WWE for about a year. So mm-hmm. he was talking about his short feud with Brock Lesnar from 2003. Apparently, the plan was for Brock Lesnar to <laughs> F5 him off of the SmackDown fist <laughs> through the stage onto the concrete. <laughs> so... I'm not sure how they would have gotten up there in the first place no. and what this would have done for the feud. But these crazy spots are discussed more often than we think. But, man, this is just not a spot that I would do right now. But uh, no. that guy one almost died on uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, think of the stuff that we've seen in wrestling 
just imagine how many things have been shot down. Oh, yeah. Like, we've seen so many crazy things happen on TV and on pay-per-views and whatnot. Just think of the shit that if, like, if people were literally allowed to just let anything happen, the things we would see. We would see Zach Gowan lose his prosthetic in the crowd getting F5'd off a of fist. We would see The Rock wrestling a fucking bear. <laughs> wrestling's weird man i love it (laughs) i saw that story and it it, that made me laugh too did did you know that that's why the alternate to that for those who don't know after that was shot down and it wasn't even shot down because it was deemed dangerous they just had no idea how to get up there (laughs) That's, that's the best part of the story is that it's not like no we can't throw a man off of the fucking fist they went i don't think you can get up there so let's do something different the different thing that they did was zach gowan was in a fucking wheelchair and brock threw him down a flight of stairs gosh that that was their alternative wrestling's fun (laughs) wrestling is interesting to say the least but uh yeah so some funny stuff from uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> from the dummy, yeah. Also, I, I want to see Chad Gable versus that live animal now. Um, he could probably take on, like, a goat. That would be funny. I'm or, like, a, maybe maybe a kangaroo or something. Yeah, a kangaroo. No, a kangaroo would be for... Um... Tyson Fury? <laughs> Tyson Fury would box a kangaroo. And Wardlow could probably take a uh, kangaroo. Wardlow, Wardlow could take a kangaroo. Wardlow could probably take a bear, too. I want to see a promo battle between the bear and MJF. How do you think it I is on the see, stick? I want to <laughs> see a tag match with Wardlow and Brian Cage versus a black bear and a brown bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the bear's just tagging in and out. <laughs> they're, doing t- the crowd. they're doing tandem moves, doing like a wheelbarrow suplex. <laughs> oh boy they're playing to the crowd at wall street then they come out to the to the old matt hardy theme <laughs> oh, I can't do any <laughs> question. I can drive it on <laughs> i had to take my headphones off for a second <laughs> um, he just does a little pose and the other bear's doing the jeff hardy dance oh my god <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the Jeff Hardy dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone's good at that, can they uh, can they do a um, video of that happening with the song over at the Mount Hardy Hall the theme song, which is actually pretty good, by the way. Oh, but, dude, uh, the I could slap a tornado theme song. Yeah, they slapped. Yeah, hey, that was good as Christians, but it was good. Hey, anyway. Christian Christian theme song. I play that in the car on my way to work. If you close your eyes, you're like- that's great. All right. But I think this is a good time to wrap up. Um, <clears throat> so, Dylan, would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week before we get into the awesome interview with Auntie Heidi? Speaking of interesting, Auntie Heidi is one of the coolest characters in independent wrestling. And this was a fun conversation. You guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Really um, next week, um, we've got some cool stuff potentially lined up. Um, might just leave it a surprise. How's that sound? Yeah, we we honestly we don't really know, but we think 
something could happen, so we're yeah. just going to keep it vague is what we're trying to say. Pretty um, much. We got some Winkly. really cool stuff coming. Uh, even if the big thing does not happen next week. Still got some fun stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I got a very interesting idea for Dylan for uh, for next week or in the weeks after. So, uh, I think, Dylan, that is it for me for right now until we jump in the interview. Is there anything else uh, you have before we jump right into it? No. Um, I do want to give – Another shout out to Auntie Heidi for joining us. She was a blast to talk to, and you guys are gonna love this. She's great. I, I really want MJ off my show. That'll never happen. <laughs> Could you imagine? I just want MJF to roast us. That's all I, I just want. want. Luke Gallows to come and show and say, "Nerds, <laughs> <laughs> nerds." <laughs> No, we got to get Chad Gable to do his famous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Shoosh. Anyway. Dude, the one he did at Mania, oh, dude, it's it's unbeatable. His Mania one with Stevenson, or Steveson, it's top get tier. It right. stuff. Anyway, that's it for this, uh, for this portion. We're going to jump right into the interview. And we are on the road to Dylan's favorite pay-per-view, or Ooh, I almost said it again. Hey, whoa. Premium whoa. Hey. live event. Vince is never coming on this show. WrestleMania Backlash. Dylan has texted me a couple times saying he's super excited for this card. And uh, we're Not we're once. on the road to that. Not so. once. Not once have <laughs> I texted you that. <laughs> Anyways, that's it from us. Catch you guys next week. But before, we're going to jump right into the interview. All right, everyone, we are super excited to have a top indie wrestler from MPW, Auntie Heidi. We really appreciate you coming on the show. So would you like to tell everyone how you got into the wrestling industry and a little bit about yourself? Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Basically, it's, I mean, my story is a tad different from how the typical, I grew up watching wrestling and that sort of deal. Uh, basically, how I got into wrestling was from an episode of Baywatch. Wow. <laughs> wow. You yeah. got to explain. Uh, it was, uh, I believe when I was in, uh, when I was in school, we, uh, the, we had a substitute teacher and basically they put on an episode of Baywatch and it was the WCW Bash of the Beach episode. Oh, <laughs> like okay. And the moment that love kind of solidified was that scene where I, I Hulk Hogan is picking up that styrofoam boulder off of that kid, <laughs> <laughs> and you could see the the boulders like bobbing in the water before he even picks it up. But <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, good, good. I, I gotta watch that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. You've never seen that? I don't think I've ever seen that clip. Stop. I I, I need to see it immediately because it sounds yes. absolutely as soon as as soon as we sign off, you need to turn that on. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, well, that's that's by far probably my favorite. How I got into wrestling story that we've heard so far on the show. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, oh. setting the bar high. No pressure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. All right. All right, Dylan, what's your first question? Yeah, so I've I've dug into some of your MPW stuff and everything, and you have one of the coolest characters I think I've seen, especially on the indies. Kyle's a big person when it comes to character work. What kind of inspirations did you draw from to develop that character? And by the way, my girlfriend loves it. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, well, um, it's... 
kind of a kind of like this long progression of trying to figure out like where to how to solidify my character uh, brendan had mentioned on his episode that i kind of was having difficulty with that mm-hmm. and the start of it was sort of i was a huge fan of musicals and the jekyll and hyde musical was sort of like the initial inspiration like um especially the david hasselhoff version which is uh why certain iterations of my gear like has like the um like the long sash that kind of ties in a bow type of deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's a, but as I evolved the character more and more, and especially after the um, Santino brothers um, online courses that occurred during the pandemic, uh, basically we, we, with those courses, we focus primarily on character. And I looked back at some of the stuff that, uh, that really stuck out to me when I was in college and some of the things was, um, uh, are you, are you guys familiar with what visual novels are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a particular visual novel that, I, that really kind of is basically it's near and dear to my heart. It's called Umineko no Naku Koroni, which means when the seagulls cry. And it's basically a, it's, it's sort of like a story of this rich family that's meeting on this island that's owned by this major occult fanatic patriarch who's about to die and he's in love with his witch Beatrice that he wants to revive and there's a series of murders that go about that are blamed on this occult witch being revived and the murders get even more ghastly and absurd and Beatrice shows up later on and it becomes this huge ass logic battle between the main character battler trying to disprove witches meanwhile beatrice is like ha, 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 i can <laughs> i can prove to you you pathetic worm that i do exist and <laughs> like if uh, like i took a lot of that haughty personality off of that as well as the laugh mm-hmm. like um there's also alucard from helsing as you could probably tell with the heavy amounts of eyes i tend to use yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's, no, also, awesome. there's also there's uh, also Professor Radigan from the Great Mouse Detective. Um, since uh, being somebody of an animation background, I studied a lot of Disney, and mostly his sort of flamboyance and that oh so honey voice of Vincent Price, as well as that seething undercurrent of an anger, despite how refined he likes to think himself, but. When you get under his skin, he becomes more and more monstrous. And, have you uh, have you ever done uh, voice acting? Because you are really good, really, like really good at it. Oh, um, I've actually considered it. I need to figure out like what to put for a demo reel because uh, it does. That is that is something I do want to try out because I've heard so many people <laughs> being like, "You could do like like so cool voices or like narrations." Sorry to interrupt you. You can go on, but I, I just wanted to, I wanted to point that out. Oh no, man, it's cool. It's cool. He has a tendency to do that. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> Dylan. I do that to Dylan all the time, but <laughs> I, I I do the same thing, so it's perfectly cool, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think and the last bit of inspiration is um uh Marble Hornets, which is the uh one of the first Slenderman series to pop up on YouTube. Like you'll notice the notes in the background in some of my promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the artwork and the artwork as well I kind of wanted to touch on too it's some super cool stuff you mentioned that you've done animation work or you know some sort of art I would assume has come from that correct correct 
Uh, basically, I, uh, I studied animation in college mm-hmm. and I got a job at, uh, it was called Moonscoop at the time, but it's currently known as Splash Entertainment. And for my internship and part of my job, I worked on a show called Lala Loopsie. Mm. And I basically, my main, uh, my main drive was storyboarding. Okay. Mm. And there, there are certain like character details that um, if you if you ever see my storyboards, like you'll like some of it does translate to the Heidi drawings, like the negative eyes. Mm-hmm. That was sort of a storyboard sheet that we did, and uh, like that, and also the um, like studying storyboarding and just animation kind of also led to the comics. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Which the nope. comics were sort of sorry, sorry, Dylan. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the comics were sort of like a way to, because for the like the the, J, the evil J two storyline, because we have J two, Rebel Storm, and myself, and Artorias. We live in like th- like very different parts of the state. So trying to get a promo with all three of with all of us together would have been a real pain and require a lot of timing. So the comic was sort of a workaround. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, it so, allowed me to stretch out though good old art skills. So everything kind of connected. So I, I think that's really awesome. So, so when you're in the ring with wrestlers from MPW and other promotions, mm-hmm. is there anyone in specific that you faced that you went like, "Wow, they can really make it big time in wrestling in the next few years." Um, I would say definitely Johnny Robbie, like a huge, huge shout out to her. Cause like, she's been picking up a lot of it so quickly. She puts a lot of personality into what she does. And I, and I, lo- and I, and I really love working with her. I also love working with Rebel Storm. He, uh, he, he can, he can fucking go far. If that, sorry, excuse my French. Oh, you're, oh, you're good. <laughs> we do it a lot. I, mostly me but yeah mostly him but <laughs> so yeah i uh i've seen a lot of johnny robbie stuff and i when when i first got introduced to mpw i told dylan a couple names including yours uh the divines johnny robbie i was like wow these these people can really go have really good characters really go so johnny mm-hmm. robbie has been somebody um there's another name i was gonna ask you about uh milo um mm-hmm. you've been You've been in the ring with her a couple times. Um, what does, how does she impress you in the ring, or her, what's her story like? Um, I uh, I know mostly know her from training. Um, I'm not as familiar with her as I am with Johnny Robbie, but the uh, that sort of that basically, what's the word to say it? It's she kind of flawlessly, or, or at least without. I guess she purpose she perfectly embodies that sort of that sort of bubbly personality that's yeah. very that's very high energy but also very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's what I saw. Yeah, and I I really I really envy that because it's like because uh actually I envy a lot of uh when wrestlers are able to pick that stuff up very quickly because I kind of had to struggle with a lot of that. But uh but I finally am starting to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a grind like I you know, I've never been in the ring. Dylan's never been in the ring, but uh, every every wrestler we've had on this said it is a grind to find your character, find your find your goings in uh, in wrestling. But no, that that's awesome. So Johnny mm-hmm. Robbie and 
Milo, and who who's the other one that you said? Uh, let's see, Rebel Storm. Rebel Storm. Oh, okay. Rebel okay. Storm. Rebel Storm's a great one. Also, I will shout out the Divine Brothers because they <laughs> oh. they. <laughs> They, those two are can can really go places. Their their knowledge of the business and or just of also psychology is mm-hmm. just invaluable. They've really helped me out considerably. I have I have watched more Brendan Divine matches and Dandy Divine. Those two, honestly, I believe they can make a mainstream company. They they are absolutely incredible workers. So they they have a lot of potential. Just not from just an indie wrestling, but a mainstream. They are incredible. So I'm glad you gave them a shout out because mm-hmm. we, we loved having both of them on the show. Yes, they. Uh, I listened to those two episodes in prep of this one, and they, uh, they're and they're lot and there's basically their presentation, storytelling, even on podcast is also amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they they're awesome. But mm-hmm. uh, don't don't. What's your uh, next question here? Everyone's been giving those guys shout outs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone we have. Um, so I've, I've seen some of your work and I've seen you dabble in a little bit of uh, intergender wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, from your point of view, one, what's that like, you know, wrestling, you know, males as opposed to the females? Um, and also, why do you think bigger promotions like WWE, AEW are kind of shying away from stuff like that? Uh, let's see. Intergender wrestling is sort of, it's just kind of the default for me because mm-hmm. I'm growing up, I'm used to basically, I basically, I was on a, uh, I did baseball on a, uh, on a uh, boys team. I did, uh, martial arts growing up, uh, with, uh, with dudes. I took dance classes with dudes, various classes with dudes. And when I trained in, uh, in MPW initially, I was, uh, me and I think Sage were like the only two, uh, only two ladies there. So I mostly trained with uh, with dudes as well. <laughs> so being in matches with dudes is just practically normal for me. So there was no learning curve at all. I just kind of grew up with it and mm-hmm. gotcha. Basically, my life has been a constant intergender type of deal. All right. <laughs> and why do you think maybe some of these bigger promotions are? I, I, I'm, I'm going to use the word scared because you don't see it in, mm-hmm. in a lot of the mainstream stuff. You see it a lot on the indies. Mm-hmm. And, impact. And, and Impact Wrestling does it a lot, but WWE, AEW, the, the, the big boys, I guess you could call them. Why, mm-hmm. why aren't they doing it from your perspective? Uh, from my perspective, um, I actually was considering that, that, thinking about that pretty hard. And it's, it's sort of a it's sort of like a a, to- a, a weird topic that mm-hmm. uh, companies don't want to touch because uh, a they 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 don't want to upset sponsors b they mm-hmm. don't want to upset parents groups and c it's uh, basically there's still that lingering fear uh, or at least that that revulsion of seeing seeing a dude hit a lady mm-hmm. even though. As Robin Shaw puts it, even if you're small, a punch can still hurt. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And uh, we, and even even if you're uh, even if you're smaller than uh, like uh, for than your opponent, you can still put off better technique or um, or even just or even just use um, actually, yeah, better technique. Because I've I've take, I've been in martial arts tournaments where I've tapped out to uh, to smaller women than myself or smaller dudes because they knew how to use my body against me. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm usually like the raw strength. I, I hold you down. I pin you. But they, they're like twisting around me, like using my joints. And it's like, ah, help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's kind of strange considering, you know, it's not uncommon, especially in wrestling school. The, the, the men will usually outnumber the women. So it's not uncommon mm-hmm. to at least train that way that it just kind of baffles me and when you do see it happen it's it's good stuff like it's not like it's like we saw tessa blanchard become a world champion uh yeah. jordan grace is killing it with anyone she's in the ring with so mm-hmm. i don't know i want to see more of it yes it's a it's i have a feeling it's going to be a very slow progression mm-hmm. it's uh i mean we, we're starting to see it with like uh like when nia Jax entered the rumble yeah uh, uh, well, I mean, I uh, the there was also the uh, uh, the um, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton match, which I I really would have wanted to see uh, see him just like get telekinetically thrown about. That would. <laughs> I mean, we're, she's already dropping like scaffolding on him. It, you just just have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. especially in that environment. I mean, they. I will say WWE really took advantage of the pandemic and doing more cinematic things. Did you wrestle at all during the the pandemic, or did you take like a break? Um, I uh, I did a cinematic match um, early on, I believe, um, mm-hmm. before before the t- pandemic really got really got bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a uh, uh, let's see, and I did a uh, music video for uh, Arson Choir. I think their song called Vanisher that. Um, uh, that was that was a fun experience. Um, I I learned the hard way that doing a uh, the doing a code red on a on a um a studio floor is not advisable. Oof. <laughs> but then again, I am I I am a uh, I am pretty resistant to pain, thankfully. Oh, good. Yes, I mean I had a, a it was my idea to have Pinky like powerbomb me onto thumbtacks for one of the Chamber of Hate uh, shows. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I ooh, I do not envy or I do envy people. I could never do it. I know Dylan can't do it either. I almost ooh. cried stubbing my toe the other day. Swear to God, I it's <laughs> oh man, I couldn't even imagine taking the spot with them back. Couldn't. Nope. Don't worry. Stubbing one's toe is quite a universal pain. No matter yeah. how grand of a titan you are, if you stub your toe, you are down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I broke it. So. <laughs> nah, he's just he's overreacting. Um, it. So, what other like uh, what other weapons have you used? Like unique weapons that you've done a spot with? Uh, there was uh, basically my cane. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, fun fact. I uh, I basically named my weapons. Uh, my uh, my cane. I named Sir Danvers. It's a Jekyll and Hyde reference to a, a character who gets beaten to death by a cane. Oof, and that's I had not a fun way to go. Not a fun way to go. <laughs> uh, let's see, and then there's also my prop knife that I call Lucy, which is based on uh, a character from the musical version who who gets stabbed to death. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's as weird as that sounds. It's I'm one of those weirdos who likes who likes making like references to like naming shit or like putting details in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my cane. I I believe. Uh, yeah, even my early version. My early version of that cane had like um, had like this the um, the head cut can screw off, and we use that sort of as brass knucks. 
Oh, that's okay. Cool. Ooh, no, yeah. that's really creative. I haven't even well, heard yeah. that. When I uh, when I was tagging, uh, uh, when I was doing like a, a three per, a three person tag, and I was on the outside, I would I toss it to my. Um, I basically would like slip the head to my partner. They would they would knock out their opponent, and then they would they would like toss it back to me, and I just hide it in my top hat and basically basically be nonchalantly walking off. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's also cookie sheets. Uh, see, I I have seen I've seen that a lot on the indies mm-hmm. and some of the CCW stuff. That that's another thing though. Hey, I would not want to. Hey, Kyle. Cookie sheets aren't that bad. During WrestleMania weekend, I got a little uh, intoxicated and got struck with a couple cookie sheets in my living room. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it you stings. were also... I was also a little... Yeah. Yeah. A little, yeah. Like, if you had Chloe hit you one now, it probably... Oh, no, I, I had her hit me with one yesterday, and she wouldn't... Uh, she refused to do it mm-hmm. for the longest time. All right, we'll just do thumbtacks next time. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I watched a vignette of yours that was directed at Johnny Robbie for the Black Friday show mm-hmm. where you were at this table with the notes that you referred to. There was a figure in the center and you took like a sword or knife and you just stabbed it right in the middle mm-hmm. or in the heart, I guess you'd say. So I thought that was super awesome and I just love the dark stuff in your character. Is there anything else that you've done similar to that or is there anything that you really want to do vignette-wise that you just to take your character to the next level. Um, let's see. Well, there's um, because uh, uh, let's see, the dolls were very were a very useful prop because I they were basically um, like the uh, like the artist uh, uh reference dolls, the one that you can pose, and I just used um used felt and a hot glue gun to basically make crude dolls of them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, as for like uh the um what uh promos to do that would elevate my character like i want to pull something off kind of similar to the summoning i idea okay because uh this version of heidi i uh basically somehow this character ended up becoming kind of like the devil it's a and not in the sword and not in a oh i'm i'm demonic and i have upside down crosses on my gear but it's more like i'm i'm this manipulator i make deals with people and i pray I upon that. i pray upon your insecurities i am but a mere servant to you my oh grand summoner you who have the potential of kings i can grant you your wish type of deal so having i want to do promos like that but also or but having a promo in which i'm summoned and I'm trying to figure out how to pull that off without using too many, uh, too much after effects. Gotcha. Now, is there anyone that you want to, is there any like specific wrestler that you want to do that in like a feud with or just kind of whoever? Uh, just whoever, like, um, like something like that would best fit. Uh, like if someone's having a downward, spi- downward spiral. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Especially since somebody in that vulnerable position can be like, could want, can, um, because the, I, the mechanics of summoning Heidi is something, uh, cause, uh, at, well, I basically ended up having to construct my own magic system with this character. That's, how, uh, that is, that's how detailed I can get where it's like, okay, I want to summon things. I probably, 
probably should make up an entire an entire method in order to do so. <laughs> I love how every I love how everything is detailed. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm. Uh, it's. Uh, it. It helps out. Like having. Like having those types of rules does give a believability. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. What? Uh, where was I? Um. Oh yes. Now I remember. Uh. Basically, yeah. The the summoning mechanic, which I'm going to detail in a charming summoning comic, which I gave you guys the uh, like the preview to. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially having something very simple, just having a symbol like right there and um, having like one of her letters that is made from the with ink from the waters of the void itself and it being set ablaze. So a combination of water and fire mixing together leading to Heidi being brought in. Gotcha. Though obviously it's not going to, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to have Heidi come out looking like a complete monstrosity. <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah. Once, once I figure it out, like I'm probably going to look back to the old Slenderman um, various videos because most of those videos were made on very low budgets. Yeah. So um, I could probably like look back to those and see if I can like find reference to pull that off because I want to do something like that so badly. No, no, that it sounds awesome. And it once you able to pull that off, oh my gosh, it's going that's going to be great. Now, is have you seen any of like Rosemary stuff from Impact? Um like any of like the demonic characters like in more mainstream wrestling um that you kind of take inspiration from? Um, uh, let's see. There's um, I I've, I've seen some Rosemary stuff. I would love to have. I I would love to. Um, actually, she's one of my uh, one of my dream opponents. Oh, and, love her. Yes, yeah, she's uh, one of my favorite wrestlers. I talk about her on the show all the time. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, uh, the one of the one of the original names for the uh for the void was originally going to be like Heidi's Hive. But then I remembered Rosemary already has that hive name. So it's like, I'm just going to pick something else. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's a, let's see. Uh, Also, there's a, a, God, I'm blanking on names right now. Uh, Sue Young is great. Oh, yeah, Sue Young. Oh, yeah, that's another, she's another good one. Uh, Let's see, was it James Mitchell? James Mitchell. James Mitchell. I don't know. Don't, are you familiar with that name? James Uh, Mitchell. uh, Let's Hmm. see. He, uh. Oh, James, yeah, Father James Mitchell, the... Uh, yep, 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 yep. A- I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Can you still hear us? Oh, yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, perfect, perfect. I thought, I thought we lost connection. Oh, no, man, it's cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. I, I went a little too long there, but I could talk all day about this gimmick stuff. But no, so uh, kind of to kind of stay on track with that, does MPW having a weekly show benefit to the character work that you don't have to wait a whole month or so like most indies um, to kind of do some of this stuff? You could you could do some things on Instagram, but also rely on a weekly show. Does that help? Oh uh, yes, it uh, it having the weekly show is very helpful because it um, basically it it's a good uh, it's a good way of me trying to plan out how I'm how I want to like go about using the artwork using the character and also it's good practice for promo work. Yep, gotcha. 
and also just trying to figure just uh it keeps me from also from being complacent because with monthly shows I can uh, I could probably I well I mean knowing how knowing my uh, my limits and knowing my weaknesses I probably would get kind of lazy with certain with basically being repetitive on certain things but with weekly shows I uh, I basically have to think about like ways I can go about things differently or or remixing certain certain things. Uh, let's see. Also, it's very good practice for the artwork. I'm gonna need some of that artwork, by the way. Some no, of the I stuff that you posted are she, great. She sent it to the Twitter page, so I'll send it to you, Dylan. It's, oh, it's great stuff. Great see, stuff. Kyle doesn't tell me this stuff. <laughs> it, it, it was like five minutes before we got on. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so it, we, we can't fault Kyle on this one. Yeah, right. Exactly. For now. How often do you work on your artwork? Like, get, give us maybe, like, how many hours a week on estimate? Um, that depends, because I have a, I currently have a, a job that's outside of animation. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, let's see. Like, I will take time during my lunch breaks to, um, to like, work on either sketches or try and work on, like, fine details. And then once I get home, I spend a few hours working on bits of artwork. And they, they vary. Like, sometimes the black and white of the sketchy stuff is a lot quicker and easier to, to work with. Um, like, the, like, even that, um, even that, uh, the, 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 uh, that very elaborate black and white one where, uh, where, J2 is like trying to get pulled is getting pulled out of the um the depths of the void and meanwhile my arms are go- are uh, reaching up to grab him. Mm-hmm. That uh, even something like that would take like uh would it's taken like a day at the most. Oh wow. Yeah, the comics however are another beast altogether. They uh they will vary from a week to um to about um I'd say like two weeks with the with the charming summoning one and there's a new another one that i'm working on that's taken a month so far because it's the most bonkers and it's also i'm explaining certain things and explaining things is something that's very very difficult because you don't want to give away too much to lose the magic and you, and you also don't want to overload your um your audience with uh, with all this excess information that that they're being that it just makes it seem a little too off putting. Exactly, you want to be a little vague. Yep. Yeah, little vague, Absolutely. and you don't want to be like, uh, and you don't want to be like, oh, he, it's like, oh, here in this uh, in this realm of this other thing, where we have we ha- we have like the brambles of the uh, of the three trees, and, and it's like, no, 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 you gotta have to ease people into certain to certain details or like keep certain things grounded. I guess it's a better way of phrasing it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I have seen a lot of your ring work. You have a really physical offensive approach, which I I really like. I watched a match of yours today versus Candy Girl. Um, you just did not let her out of your sight at all, pretty much the entire match. I believe you won on an STO. Are there certain moves you like to do once you're in control of a match to work the crowd? Because it's not just the character work to get over. It's also what moves you do in the ring. So what, uh, what moves do you like to do to work the crowd as you're in control of a match? Uh, let's see. Well, working the crowd and, and getting in, that's something I've been trying to trying to work on. Gotcha. Because uh, that's uh, 
that's I have a feeling some like once I master that, that'll that'll really get me to the next level. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I like to do is um, is setting up for that uh, basically my finisher. It's it's the it's that STO I call it Auntie's Love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Which which uh, which is pretty ironic, and there's actually a reason why I tend to go for the neck over a lot of my heat. And why is uh, that? Uh. Let's see. Should I give it away now? Ooh. Oh. Okay. Well. Oh, it's still a secret. <laughs> okay. Yes. There's, there's a there's a basic in character reason why I go for the net. Hey, if you ever come on the show again, you want to do it there? Perfectly fine with me. I don't want you to spoil <laughs> any of your secrets. Give your opponent any advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh. Let's <laughs> see. Well, it's a uh, it. <laughs> Let's see. I might. There's another com- comic I'm planning on making called Obituary, which, uh, which, it kind of, well, well, which kind of visually explains it, but also I, I don't know how many people are going to get it, so I might just blatantly say it later on. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Anyway, sorry. Right. Crowd work. Um, <laughs> let's say that, like the the match that I had with Delilah Doom, that was a good. Um, that was a good uh, uh, basically practice and feel uh, trying to get a feel for like working the crowd, which was basically just I when I when I crushed her uh, her back, I um, I heard some booze and I just took a moment to just soak it in. Yeah. And uh, I have and one of the things I want to do is just basically like, for example, when I have somebody in the goozle and I accidentally just grab my own neck to illustrate this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> It's the little things. It's yeah. the little things when working the crowd. It's mm-hmm. you know, it, it love it. I, I love the X's and O's in wrestling. It's mm-hmm. I could I could listen to this all day. Yeah, there's also um there's also the spider crawl that I'm trying to perfect. It's um like you've probably seen it on some of my more recent matches where I kind of skitter on the floor like a lizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one to uh to help to kind of work the crowd and uh and also get a get some character work in. Now, yeah. have, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, let's see. I think the last one I do for character work would be, and I completely blank. So go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> have you watched any of uh, Bray Wyatt's The Fiend stuff from WWE? Because him, out of the darker characters WWE's done recently, I felt mm-hmm. like he was like probably the darkest one, and he he was phenomenal uh bringing some of that to his ring work and his character have you watched any of his stuff and put some of his into yours or uh uh yes i i've seen uh i've seen the the fiend stuff and uh i i watched it and studied it for two reasons one there were some little bits of inspiration in there and um B, it's also so I didn't try, I didn't come off like I was ripping him off. Um, I I mentioned this in um, in uh, I think uh, Wrestle Tales did like a documentary that I that uh, Death of the Author where I mentioned that originally I was going to have Heidi have a children's show where I where I um where in character I would I would basically tell like little stories in my sort of little temper and that sort of deal but then i saw the firefly funhouse and i'm like okay well i am just uh i'm just gonna act <laughs> that idea i don't know if anything i can do can even match that yeah they they did a great job of that 
Oh my god, yes. The uh the dog the don't hug me on hair vibes was just massive in that one. Though I do though funny enough, uh it did uh it did inadvertently play into Heidi using puppets. Okay. The um though not the types that that uh, Mr. White was using. There was a there was a basically brainwashing people into puppets and there's a and in character there Heidi has one big puppet that she's been working with. Okay. Which is basically me. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Note how what sometimes when I'm doing my stells or when I'm uh, it's basically uh, my some of my get-ups are kind of marionette marionette like. Mhm. And uh, I try to, and I want to kind of work on that because uh, as a sort of, like, you, like, you've used, like, even the most skilled puppeteer, if they're using their puppet for too long or if they get too stressed out or maybe a hand cramps, these strings are going to get caught and then there's going to be some, basically the puppet will be caught. Puppets just creep me out, honestly. <laughs> they, they just <laughs> there's something about there's something about puppets I just kind of not like. It, it's even from like so I was a big fan of Naruto, which and I still am, and it, just even from that to just like seeing like the fiend stuff and like hearing your stuff. I don't, I don't know. That could that stuff kind of creeps me out, though. Kyle's not, not gonna go to sleep tonight. <laughs> No, are, like, you afraid, are you afraid Darrow Dante will we'll have a- <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna take a backdrop tonight. Um like I'm not even like afraid of like animal like a lot of people are afraid of like spiders or stuff like I'm not. It's just like puppets though, kind of puppets. Like that I'm cool with clowns and you know, I'm it's just puppets, man. It kinda of freaks me out. But I, I love the character work. Yeah, they puppets do have a. They kind of go into that uncanny valley type of deal, and I do try to go with that with certain promos where I'm being creepy. Um, where I I I believe when um, when uh, Peter Avalon was talking with me about uh, about work about improving my promo work, he mentioned how Abaddon is basically like a a very blunt, disturbing kind of force. Meanwhile, I should focus on being more more unnerving more creepy uh, yeah. kind of like uh, like Heidi is it very much is proper and very very uh refined and has very pleasant in speaking but there's always that sort of thing that's just very off yeah absolutely mm-hmm. cuz she is a monster a monster who basically is masquerading as a person hey i would i would have loved to see you with the older abyss that would be that would be two thumbs up for me. But Dylan, now, do you have any? Do you have any more questions for uh, Auntie Heidi? Yeah, my my last one before Kyle dives into his weird one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know this one. I know this one. It's coming. I, I've been training hard for this question. My See, body Dylan. is ready. Kyle, Dylan, you're over. Your your legend's growing, bud. I know. I know. I'm so over. let me get. So let me get one more regular question in before Kyle uh, sends us home. Yep. So obviously MPW based out of uh, California. Have you ever ventured out of California uh, to wrestle? And what other promotions have you dabbled in? Maybe even in California as well. Uh, let's see. With uh, with oh god, because I've been in I've been wrestling for about or at least I've been training for about eight close to eight years. 
let's see. Contum- I've done Contumania, Santina Brothers. Um, I did Senkal Pro. I did a dark match for Rise. And I believe I did a uh, show in Arizona with Shannon Balor. He was uh, also one of my trainers who taught me about um, about uh, psychology. Um I I do want to venture out of out of California more because there's a, I want to try out the East Coast I want to try out other uh, other promotions I want to try out Japan. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be awesome because I heard I've heard from people that my character would would work in Japan. Yep, it would. Honestly, it would be phenomenal. You could stick that in Stardom right now, and it would mm-hmm. it would be over. Yeah, I like it. Like I will, I will even smuggle myself in the luggage if necessary. I will, I will <laughs> one way or another. No, it's... Go ahead, get your... Yeah, okay. Hey, 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 now, Dylan. <laughs> Don't want to get us canceled. Um, have you? Um, I, I could have sworn I saw you in a match from Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Is that true? Have you been in that promotion before? Oh yeah, so I did a championship wrestling from Hollywood um, against. Um, okay, um, sorry, I am completely blanking on names. Uh, hold on now for a sec. Uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. I my my memory is really not the best, unfortunately. Oh no, you're good. I I always ask the heavy hitting questions, Dylan, around here. So oh, yeah, Savannah yeah. Stone. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I just watched that match actually. Oh yeah, that was that was fun. It's uh, I like it, that was shot on Halloween, so it's like yes, it was. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for the character. Yeah. Oh yes. And she was really good too. She was oh, really yeah. impressive. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, Savannah, she she's also fun to work with. So, is there any promotion that you want to go to in the United States? Uh, let's see. I would say, um, I, I do want to try out all or sorts of promotions impact. Um, if I ever end up on a AW dark, that would be really cool. Um, I don't know if how, my chances of ever being the WWE. I mean, never say never. Yeah. Never say never. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see. Ring of honor. Okay. Uh, let's see. If uh, there's probably like a bunch of other promotions I'm currently blanking on. Uh, let's see. You you fit well in MLW as well. Oh yeah. MLW. Yeah, that's that's my that's my brand. That's okay. my brand. I, I am more than willing to give that one a shot. There's the the character work right now is great, and with Impact, Impact's not afraid to do different things with their characters. Mm-hmm. You see what they do with Rosemary. They had Sue Young. They did stuff with uh, Kimberly. It, they are not afraid to do that. So, Impact. Hey, we we need someone. Hey, Dixie, if you're still around, Dixie, you have any power? <laughs> put her on Impact. She would kill yeah. it. So, Dixie Carter definitely listens to the show. Oh, a hundred percent. Thank you but, very much for the endorsement. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, I have to end with this one question. Oh boy. So. What popular food would you be completely okay with not eating again for the rest of your life? So I always say this example before. I'm not a huge bacon guy, so I would be completely okay with just never eating it again. Dylan doesn't like peas. I'm sure he would never – he would be okay with never eating that again. So what is your food or two that you just 
you're completely okay with just never having? Uh, I would say cheese. What? Cheese. Oh, man, I am a massive cheese fan. I don't know. Oh, don't worry. You could just have mine. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Hey, you can have my bacon, but what What about cheese? Uh, it's, I'm, I'm very sensitive when it comes to textures. Um, gotcha. And cheese just sort of, like, unless it's, like, prepared a certain way, like on pizza. Pizza's, like, the only exception that I will, that I will, when it comes to my cheese aversion. Uh, garlic is another one. Garlic, okay. I guess I'm the biggest garlic fan, but. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, mostly pie with acidic and also the smell. Okay. I, Dylan, this is the first time for cheese, right? I think every answer That's... we've had is different. Yeah, it's definitely the first cheese one. Robin said, Robin, what? Without cheese? Yeah. Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I ordered a stuffed crust pizza tonight and dipped it in cheese. Kidding me? (laughs) Stuffed crust pizza. That's a discussion for another day. But, uh, (laughs) Dylan, do you have anything before uh, I get us out of here? No, I think I got everything in. You got everything in? Is there anything, Auntie Heidi, that you want to say before uh, we close out? Uh, well, that just about covers it. But, um, well, if, uh, I'd say take heed, oh, 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 sinners, oh, naughty children, watch your bed, watch your closet, for dear old Auntie Heidi is watching you. Put her on impact. Come on, what are we doing? What are we doing here? It's great. She's great. But, uh, we do want to thank you again for taking the time to, uh, talk to us. So go follow her on Twitter Mm -hmm. at auntie underscore Heidi. If you have any work in the Midwest, let us know. We'd love to come check it out. But that is it for this week. Dylan, we are on the road to WWE's WrestleMania Backlash, which is Dylan's favorite pay-per-view of the year. So hey, hey, it's premium live event now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to get canceled. Um, So thanks again, Auntie Heidi, for being on the show. And uh, we will catch everyone next week. Thank you. It is my pleasure.